Chapter 18 The First Step April of the following year Lake Forest, Illinois Over the last four months, Michael struggled with many challenges. His faith in life, love, and God was still uncertain. He tried to focus his energies on rebuilding the house, hoping his faith would come along in time. With every wooden two-by-four that was nailed and every brick laid, Michael rebuilt the house and his faith simultaneously. He stopped drinking and started to eat again on a more regular schedule. Although he acted as the general contractor for the house's construction, he decided to work side-by-side side with the other workers, swinging a hammer and ripping floorboards. The process of the reconstruction of the house had been lengthy. The cleanup alone took two months. Although still intact after the explosion, the home's foundation needed significant repairs. The foundation planners argued with Michael repeatedly about knocking down the old foundation and starting fresh. They just couldn't imagine why Michael would want to limit the construction of a brand new home to the existing foundation's footprint. There was more than enough land to expand the layout of the house to be four times the size of the original. Michael insisted that the old foundation be utilized. Springtime arrived, and the structure of the house was in place. Michael and his fellow contractors were now working on the interior, putting up drywall, taping walls, laying floors. Michael tried to design the home's interior to match the original house as closely as possible. In many cases, this task was impossible due to the modern-day building codes in force. All in all, the house closely resembled the original 150-year-old mansion that once stood at this location. May 1st, 148 Festive Lane 8 a.m. Carpeting and wallpaper installers arrived at the house on this bright and sunny day. May's warmer temperatures were a welcome change from the bitter cold that seemed to have lasted forever. Michael was walking to the job site with a cup of coffee in one hand and rolls of wallpaper under his other arm when a workman approached. Morning, Michael. Is this the paper we're hanging in the main bedroom? asked one of the wallpaper hangers. Morning, Jimmy. Yes, this is as close as I could come to what was originally there. Sure hope she likes it, Michael replied. Sure hope who likes it, asked Jimmy. Before Michael could answer, a voice came from the foyer area of the new house. Hoping I like it, Michael? A female voice asked. Michael turned to see Sharon White, the newly hired in-house decorating consultant for the construction company. Uh, Sharon, good morning, Michael said. Sharon walked into the house, stepping over loose floorboards and buckets of plaster. Looks like you're making some real progress here, Michael. I came by to see if I could lend a hand for the decorating aspect of the house, she said, as she looked around and noticed rolls of wallpaper and carpeting throughout the house. Looks like I might be a little late, she said. Well, I already knew what I wanted, so it was pretty easy to make the selections. Sorry to disappoint you, Sharon, Michael replied. Oh, that's okay. I can still help you with the accessories and the furniture motif. I just wanted to help if I could. No charge, Michael. It's my pleasure to try and make this as easy as possible for you, she replied as she walked away toward the kitchen area. Jimmy, the wallpaper hanger, walked by and whispered, 
It's obvious that she has the hots for you, Michael. When she says she wants to make it easy for you, I don't think she's talking about picking out fabrics for a couch, if you know what I mean. Knock it off, Jimmy. She's just trying to help, nothing else. Sure, Mike, whatever you say. But let's keep in mind that you are a great catch for some lucky woman. Widowed, young, wealthy. Come on, Mike, you can't blame her for being interested. I appreciate your loyalty to your wife, but she's gone now. You have to get on with your life. I'm not saying to run off and get married or anything. Just have a few laughs. When's the last time you held a woman and made love? Asked Jimmy. It's been quite a while, Jimmy, but that's beside the point. No one could ever fill the shoes of Ariana, and I have no intention of replacing her. End of discussion. I suggest you get back to work, said Michael. Okay, boss, Jimmy said as he walked away. Jimmy, said Michael, thanks for your concern. I'm just not ready to go there yet. No problem, Mike. Just looking out for you, that's all. As Jimmy walked away, he grabbed the rolls of wallpaper sitting on the work table in the dining room area and made his way up the stairs toward the main bedroom. Sharon came back into the house's main area where Michael was standing. The kitchen seems to be kind of small for a new structure, Michael. Is there a reason for that? She asked. I just wanted to make this house as close to the design of the original as possible. Well, I think the kitchen is one area of planning where you should have consulted with a female. When is the last time you cooked a meal in a kitchen, Michael? Let's see, it was twenty years ago, from last week Saturday, Michael replied and laughed. See what I mean? Men, you don't have the first clue about kitchens and bedrooms. We have established your expertise in the kitchen. What about the bedroom area, Michael? She asked as she looked Michael in the eye and stood closer to him. Her apparent advance flustered Michael. Oh, what do you mean by that? I mean, did you already pick out the colors for the bedrooms? What type of furniture did you have in mind? The window treatments in those rooms are vital for sun exposure and temperature control. What did you think I meant? Oh, well, I thought that you were... Yes, the furnishings for the bedrooms, that's what I figured you meant. Sharon smiled. You didn't think I was hitting on you, did you, Michael? No, that's insane. Why would you say that? I overheard a few things that Jimmy said to you earlier. I thought that maybe you got the wrong impression, she replied as she walked over to a nearby window. Michael followed behind her and watched as she walked toward the window. He couldn't help but notice that she was a very attractive woman, with beautiful legs that went on forever. She was in her late twenties and had long, dark hair. Her eyes were a dark, rich brown color. Glaring white teeth complimented her small mouth as she smiled at Michael. So you didn't, right? She asked. Didn't what? Michael replied, embarrassed for letting his mind wander off. You didn't get the wrong impression about me, did you? I don't want you to think that I was coming on to you, Michael. I heard about what happened to your family. I would never come on so strong to a man I hardly know. I hope you realize that, she said. Michael thought to himself, that stupid Jimmy, this is his entire fault. No, I didn't get the wrong impression. I know you are just trying to help. I would appreciate your advice. Thank you. It's okay, Michael. Maybe we could look around the house together, and I will make some notes on each room as to what will be required, she stated. 
I think that would be a great idea, Sharon. Come on, I'll lead the way, Michael replied as he took his coffee cup and picked up a tape measure with his other hand. Sharon retrieved a yellow-ruled notepad from her briefcase and followed behind Michael without hesitation. Michael walked up the stairs to the second level and cautioned Sharon about hugging the inside wall since the stairway railings were not yet in place. As Michael climbed the stairs, he thought just how foolish he felt listening to Jimmy. Sharon followed Michael up the stairs and stared at his body as he climbed each stair precisely. Sharon said to herself silently, First a comfortable friend and associate, and then a lover. All in good time, Mr. Carter, all in good time. As Michael reached the landing at the top of the stairs, he walked down the hall and passed the bedroom that would have been Nicole's. He thought about how today was her birthday. She would have been six years old had she survived the fire. He continued to walk to the last room at the end of the hall. This is the main bedroom suite. It still needs a lot of work, but it's getting there. The carpeting will be installed later today, that is, if my good buddy Jimmy here gets the wallpaper hung in time, Michael said to Sharon as Jimmy up on a ladder in the bedroom was hanging a sheet of wallpaper. This is a beautiful room. I love the double exposure of north and east. Going to be pretty bright in the morning, though, just as it is right now. We should look at designing a window treatment that will block out the sun entirely. So on those weekends when we want to stay in bed all day, the brightness won't be a problem, said Sharon. When we want to stay in bed, asked Michael. Excuse me, replied Sharon. You said we. I think you meant to say when you, as in me, wants to stay in bed. No, I said you. You must have misunderstood me, Michael. I never said we, she replied. Jimmy looked over to Michael and mouthed the words without making a sound. She said we. Michael decided to get out of the situation while he still could. Listen, I have to go to an important meeting. Why don't you look around the house and make your notes and we can talk about them later, he said to Sharon. That sounds just fine, Michael. Later as in maybe dinner? I mean, you have to eat, don't you? I don't know about that, Sharon. Maybe we can talk about your ideas tomorrow. Listen, I'm late. I will see you tomorrow, Michael said as he walked out of the empty room and into the hallway. Okay, I'll stop by around ten o'clock. Have a great meeting, Michael, she shouted after him. As Michael walked down the stairs and out the front door to his pickup truck, Sharon stood in the middle of the main bedroom and said aloud, Hard to get, huh? Jimmy was still on the ladder and forgotten by Sharon. Yes, Michael is a strong man with even stronger convictions. Alarmed by Jimmy's voice, Sharon responded quickly. I was referring to the furnishings I have in mind for this room. They will be hard to get. Yeah, right, Sharon. Listen, if you like Michael, why don't you just tell him instead of playing this little game? Because Michael is confused and doesn't know what he wants. He is not ready for the advances of a woman yet, she replied. Then maybe you should just leave him alone. He still loves his wife, Jimmy replied. And his wife is dead and gone. Michael is fair game. Game as in wildlife, Sharon. You the seductive huntress now? Maybe so, Jimmy. But this huntress always gets her prey, she replied confidently. 
Just remember, Sharon, great looks and a charming smile aren't the only things Michael is looking for in a woman. She better have a heart of gold as well. I don't think you can fill that prerequisite. If you ask me, your heart seems to be more of a coal substance. Sharon walked over to the ladder and looked up at Jimmy, trimming the wallpaper he had just hung at the ceiling line. Coal? That's a bit cruel, isn't it, Jimmy? Jimmy didn't respond. Good looks, huh? So you like my appearance, Jimmy? Like to see a little more of it? I think I can oblige that request. She placed her left leg on the second ladder rung from the bottom and started to roll her skirt toward her waist. She revealed that she was wearing nylons attached to a garter belt. Jimmy ignored her as she continued to pull her skirt higher and higher. Suddenly she shook the ladder and Jimmy lost his balance and nearly fell off. Hey, what are you doing? He screamed at her. Oops. Sorry about that, Jimmy. Guess you lost your concentration there for a moment, didn't you? She replied as she pulled her skirt back down and started to walk out of the room. You're nothing but a big tea, Sharon. I hope Michael turns your advances down flat. You deserve it, Jimmy yelled after her. She replied from down the hall, What a jealous little boy, Jimmy. You should grow up and become a man one of these days. A man like Michael. As Michael pulled the pickup truck into the parking lot for his scheduled meeting, he spotted a street vendor selling flowers on the corner. He purchased a small bouquet of pink carnations from the older woman. As he walked down the street for several hundred yards, he arranged the flowers properly. I hope she likes these. He crossed an intersecting road and walked onto the bright green, well-manicured lawn making his way toward a large maple tree covered with dark red leaves. Michael knelt to the ground as a red cardinal sat silently on a maple branch and looked on. Sorry I'm late, Munchkin. Happy birthday. Before him was a headstone that read, Nicole Miracle Carter, loving daughter and sister. Her laughter will be missed.